Welcome to the What in the Shiro podcast with Sujia and Ed. We're just two Asian Americans talking shit about shit. And today we have the most specialist guest in the whole wide world, don't we? His name is Archie. Hi, Archie. This is my new nephew, everybody. Oh, my Hi, goodness. Archies. If you hear a barking, it is not Archie. It is Jilly who's outside the door and she is freaking out. Probably number one, because she wants to meet Archie, and number two, because we're not letting her in here because Archie's so young. But, uh, so if that happens, it's okay. Yeah. She's fine. Hi. So th this is all we're gonna do. This is gonna be, I don't know, give or an hour, give or take of us just being like, oh, you're so cute. Yeah, the world's <laughs> first ASMR of hearts melting over and over again. <laughs> Whatever that sounds like. Archie. 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 I'm over here. He's so cute. How old is he? He is officially eight weeks. What is Archie's adoption story? Okay, so my cousin, they have um, two two younger kids. Yeah. And the kids, you know, like many kids asked for a dog. Mm -hmm. They never had a dog before. So my cousin was like, hey, you know what? Let's try fostering dogs. That way we can, you know, see birds. how it, they yeah. acclimate. Take care of some dogs that are in need, but also see how the kids are. You yeah. Know, if they can handle the responsibility or if it's just like a... I want a dog, you know. And then so. they just lose interest in like an hour and yeah. then it's over. So they uh um foster this dog. It was I think it was a stray, obviously. And then um it was the first one, like a month in, and she was my cousin's wife, she was like, Oh man, he's she's just so well behaved. I think we're gonna keep him. And I was like, Yeah, you should definitely keep her. Her, her yeah. And then they adopt her, and then after they adopt her, you know rescues you have to get them spay and neuter right so she takes him in for the spay and neuter and that's when the vet finds out that she's pregnant yeah so then oh it was funny because no. my cousin so was she'd like she'd been pregnant the whole time yeah, she was pregnant the whole oh. time she was like i was wondering Poor why dude. she was so chill and stuff it's she's fucking yeah, tired she's, being pregnant is exhausting yeah. <laughs> So then, uh, you know, obviously she has puppies and um, the puppy that they rescued, she's like a multi-poo mix, maybe. I don't know what that looks like. It's like furry. It's a very Korean dog that like furry. Show me an image of a multi-poo. They're like a very Maltese and poodle mix. -ish That's dog. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, that is Winnie the Pooh. Show me an image of a multi-poo dog. They have very curly oh, hair. I'm pretty sure my cousin has this dog. Yep, yep. They're very, like, Korean oh. people love Maltese yeah. and Maltipoos. We think she's a mix, but obviously we didn't even know she was pregnant, so what we have no idea who know? the father is. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is, like, of all the puppies in the litter, they all have that fur. The curly hair. Yeah, except for Archie. Oh. Archie's the only one who has this, like, you know, straight, short fur. And... They, uh, so they were all fine. The one is the big stud of the group. He's like two and a half times Archie's size. Oh, and so like geez. they all, the litter mates like wouldn't even let Archie, you know, feed. And then like when they were done and like Archie finally found a nipple to feed on, the mom would get up and walk away. And even when my cousin would like try to get her to feed him, she like wouldn't stay. So then, um. Oh, basically Archie. Archie had to like learn to survive like, by like fend for himself. Yeah. So basically he was like licking the pee as soon as they were done peeing. Uh, or like uh, taking little licks of poop. And like my cousin and the kids were like, oh no, he's a ding dong. Cause you know, God, it's very 
obvious observation, but I was like, no, I think he's just trying to survive. And that like made me really sad. And, you know, obviously the stuff that I'm going through with my family, I like my heart just like broke for him. And I just kept being like, well, I was like, well, you should have a life where you don't have to survive anymore. Yeah. I was like, I can give you that life. No. And I try to talk myself out of it. Why? Because I was like, I can't. I was like, you know, Cole needs my attention, whatever, whatever. But yeah, I just, uh, I don't know what to do. So then he came home with me and now he's. He's and I'm so sorry that you heart. don't get to leave with him because now he's my dog. Actually, you know what? Honestly, I can very clearly see that this dog has imprinted. You guys have imprinted on each other yeah, very quickly. Like it's hard. the connection is very, very obvious. Yeah, he follows me around. It doesn't mean I'm still not going to steal him from you. Like, please, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to confuse you on why I was saying that. That has nothing to do with the fact that I'm still going to keep this dog. Um, I'm so interested to see like what he turns out to be, you yeah, know what I mean? So Cause like, you don't know what he's mixed with. My cousin kept being like, she kept being like, oh, I think the dad's a pit. And I think she kept saying that cause she wanted me to adopt one. Yeah, that's called coercion. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, manipulation. Their, their paws are tiny. And um, I don't know. He kind of looks like, he could be like a chihuahua mix. I was gonna say, I feel like it's a small dog mixed with a smaller dog. Yeah. And uh, which is, is funny because puppy. like, I've never I seen don't a puppy so tiny. I love chihuahuas. Like, I don't love, I'm more of a big dog guy. Same. You know? Yeah. And uh, it's just funny because like, I just love this little guy so <laughs> And I've just like never seen anything so tiny before. So tiny, like fragile. Yeah. I, I'm like, I was nervous. Hold, it's like, like that you could feel how tiny his little bones are and his paws yeah. are tiny. And like sometimes I even keep being like, because I adopted Colt at eight weeks. I could be like, oh, I remember when Colt was this big. And then I have to be like, wait, no. When I adopted Colt, he was like eight pounds. Yeah. He is just barely over two pounds. Two pounds. He's just barely oh over two God, That's so crazy. So that's so crazy. Yeah. Both of our dogs we got, they were over a year old. So they were like full grown by the time we got them. Like, I don't know dogs this tiny. Yeah. Like I, I'm afraid, like nervous that I'm going to break the dog or yeah. hurt the dog in some way. My one friend, I told him I adopted a puppy and he's like, man, you love puppies. And I was like, this is true. This <laughs> like, is true. Give me like, more puppies. I have puppy fever all the time. Oh, he's so cute. I love him. But yeah, I like finally told my mom and I send her pictures and she's like, she was like, yeah, so you know, um, Kevin's dog had puppies and, uh, I adopted one. She's like, yeah, I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. You know what? I knew it too. Actually, my daughter knew it too. Really? I showed her, um, my younger daughter, I showed her the video, uh, on your, Oh, the TikTok video. Yeah. yeah. And she goes, I knew it. I knew he was not going to be able to resist. I was like, you did? She's like, it's impossible. Her. How could somebody possibly resist? If the offer is there, you take the offer. Look at the dog. I was like, you know what? She's so funny. And she's like, she's like, he never stood a chance. I was like, you know what? I actually agree with you. Yeah. I agree. The second I saw like in one of your stories, I guess you'd held them up. And I was like, game over. Yeah. It's well, a wrap. For like a week and a half. Get the kennel. Yeah. Take it to the house. I try to convince you to adopt him. I know. Because I think I knew. I was like, if somebody doesn't adopt him, I'm going to adopt him. No. Well, I would have, but he, I think the dog is too small for my, I have two other like huge dogs. And I was just like, I don't know if I can handle a puppy. That was my biggest qualm about Archie. But then I introduced Cole to him and like, he doesn't really know what to do with the energy, but he like loves him. Like yesterday- yeah. 
Sorry, Ron, to tell everyone, but Ron accidentally stepped on Archie's foot a little bit. He started well, to. Well, let's say Archie put his foot under Yeah, Ron's well, Ron foot. was in the kitchen. He was, like, loading up the fair. dishwasher, and yeah. Archie was there, and he didn't know. And he, like, started to put his foot down, but he felt it, and he let go. But Archie was like, ow, ow, and yeah. he ran away. That- and Colt, oh, my God, he ran over, and it looked like he was about to bite one of me or Ron. He was like, what did you do? Oh. And I was like, oh, protective man. big brother already. Well, he wasn't. He didn't look like he was gonna bite it, but he was like very like concerned. What, yeah, what ha- like what happened? <laughs> How can I help? And he kind of looked like he was a little upset with us. Oh, you know I mean? he's, he's like, like, what did you do to him? Take care of my. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. And then like he wants to play with him, but I'm like, oh no, you have to be gentle. You're literally a hundred times right. his size. You know, I, I was only nervous, especially nervous because I once saw Jilly um, take care of a squirrel that had been taunting her in the backyard. Um, And it was so graphic and it was so um, National Geographic. Oh my God. (laughs) The way uh, she disposed of the the squirrel. Yeah. Um, It was, I mean, I don't, uh, trigger warning is very graphic, but she, so this squirrel would fuck with her. It would fuck with her. I would see it every day. I would stand on the wall in our backyard and like eat whatever it was eating. And I swear to God, I saw it give her the finger once. I <laughs> Oh God, that poor squirrel. It was though. just like, fuck you, bitch. You can't get me. Cause our, our, you know, wall is like seven foot wall or whatever. And uh, one day it was trying to, it climbed down. She came out and it climbed up the cactus to get on the wall, but it slipped off of the cactus and it was over. She got him. Wait, you watched this the whole time? I I came in as Rory, my husband, was giving the the play-by-play. He was like, oh, my God. Oh, Oh my God. She saw it. She got him. I was like, she got what? He's like, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, shit. What? (laughs) So I run out. I was like, I I start screaming. I cover my eyes. But the play-by-play is she basically gets it by the body and starts slamming its head into into the concrete. (laughs) Oh, my God. And- breaks its neck uh, and is just, I don't want to hear this anymore. I know. And so, so the image of that is like burned in my brain. It's like if forever. I have to have this image, you have to know it. <laughs> no, I trigger warning it. You could have told me to stop. But I, then I saw the size of your dog and I was like, that dog is equivalent, if not smaller than that squirrel. And I cannot have that kind of potential. Well, I don't think Jilly would do that. But it was just like, I just, I, I think I'm so traumatized by it. Yeah. I'm like, I can't bring, you know, I can't. One time in the middle of the night, right before bed, I like holed out at the backyard and I didn't see that there was like a possum on the top of our fence right outside the door. And all I know is as soon as I open the door, Colt books it, yep. jumps up, the possum slips, falls, Colt grabs it in his mouth and instantly I just yell, no! And Colt, Colt drops it. Oh, dropped yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, And then he... The possum starts running away, and I was like, "Don't you dare!" And Colt stared at me. He's like, "Okay, I won't." Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, but even we that didn't initial, know what to do. But <laughs> that initial grab, even if he grabbed Archie like that, yeah. the initial grab would just kill him. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, even even yeah. But then again, you know, Jilly has had puppies, and she had all of her puppies taken away from her like almost immediately. So I wonder if she has that like maternal instinct sure. still. So when he's more or Robust. Or like my cousin's dog, Lonnie, she was pretty sure this was like at least her second, if not third litter. She was oh, only really? like two, three years old. Oh. So it's like really messed up. But um, because I think she also had her puppies taken away. She actually was the opposite. Oh. She was just like, 
with you guys. Don't you just normally take these away from me? Like, oh. why do I have to? Oh, yeah. It's kind of like queens and back in like England. She did the she did the initial <laughs> like I I didn't know this until um, Lonnie had puppies, but like apparently when they're like newborn, the mom has to like milk the pee and the poop out, eh? and then the mom eats it. Yeah, it's puppies. Yeah, like ape can't. It does. I guess it doesn't have control of its muscles to be able to actually pee and poop on its own. So after it eats, the mom sits there and licks their private parts in their butthole till like it, it like massages the pee and poop out. So she did that, but after that stage, she would just feed them and leave. Like there was no licking, there was like no cleaning. Maybe she was like, "That's gross. I'm not." Yeah, she. <laughs> Actually, you know what though? As a mom, she's like, I got adopted. She's like, I got adopted, and I shouldn't have to do this anymore. Oh god, oh yeah. You know, and I think the the gifts that that dogs leave us are always um really interesting. Like I remember another time, Jilly again was on the couch, but in the sun in the sunroom, like in a separate part of the house, and she was just like licking something. Maybe I've told you this story before. Maybe I haven't. She's just like licking something. <laughs> My husband goes in and goes, "What are you licking?" She drops it, and it was a dead bird on the couch. Oh, burn the couch forever and then, unclean. And then my yeah no, we got rid of it. And then my youngest was like, "I want to go see," and I was like, no, "Don't, don't. don't go do it." She's like, "No, I'm not. I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not scared." Part. I was like, "Don't, don't yeah. go do it." She's like, "I'm not scared." And she goes. She looks at it. And she goes, "Oh my god, why is it so wet?" <laughs> oh my god. It was just like. You know, like when wet feathers are very disturbing to look at. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like so upset. I was like, I've licked a dead bird. I know what that looks like. You've licked a dead bird. <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear that right? <laughs> I was like, oh. so like, um, after prom, we went to the beach. Hold on, give me the dog. It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> it's true. I get to hold him all day. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so after prom, we went to the beach, and, you know, we had been drinking and whatnot, and we're walking down the beach, and I see this, like, dead bird buried in the sand, and I, I look- like I feel like this is our second dead bird episode. <laughs> and then, like, I tell my friend, I'm like, oh, I'll give you $20 to lick it, and he goes, I'll give you $100 to lick it, and I was like, oh, I did not expect that response. So you have licked a dead bird. Yeah, so then That's all- disgusting. And then as soon as my friend says that, all my friends go, oh, I, I got 20 on that. Oh, I got 20 on that. And I was like, because they all knew how much of a germaphobe I am. Oh, but they also know how much like- Yeah, but germaphobe, like dead birds, like that's di like disease-aphobe. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. And, but they also know how much of a toxically, like I don't back down kind of a person. Yeah. You know? So then they I had, had to your take number. the challenge. And then, so the stipulation was I had to put my tongue on it for 10 seconds. Wait. So I stick my tongue out, I put it on there for 10 seconds, and then immediately, without, I like don't put my tongue back in my mouth. I just leave it sticking out like this, and I run up to the boardwalk, and I like slam into stores. I'm like, I need water, I need water. And people are like, what is wrong with this kid? And oh my someone gives me a bottle of water, and I go outside and like brush it off. And But yeah, um, I should, probably shouldn't be here. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't you die. You want to go day. home with that guy? That guy has very, very bad judgment. He has very bad judgment. You don't want to go home with him. You stay in my house with me. Uh, okay? It's very bad judgment. It's terrible. Tis true. Tis true. See, but look, he loves you. He's looking for you. Um, but so yeah, this week has been 
a lot of puppies just so much puppies work. and Christmas movies. Ooh, what did you watch? Anything good? You know, I've started to realize, and pe- please don't hate me. I'm starting to realize I don't love Elf anymore. I just like watched it too many times. It's just like, I think it's Oh my getting- God, he's peeing. No, no. <laughs> oh, Dell. <laughs> oh, Dell. We had to know. I was like. The worst scenario possible I happened. Like, I smell pee. <laughs> no, <it's okay. laughs> I have to go throw it in the dishwasher. The dishwasher. The dishwasher. It uh, is guacamole. I'll be right back. But it's funny. After my mom was like, I knew you were going to do that. I was, she was like, what breed is he? And I was like, well, the mom was a multi-poo mix. And I was like, we don't know what he is. I think he looks like a chihuahua. My mom was like, he's definitely not a chihuahua. I was like, I, I was like, you asked what I think he is, not what you wish he was. Or was right. It. Well, and also, how could you possibly know at this point? Like, he's so yeah. tiny. But he the was- only thing I would think that he was a chihuahua is because he's so tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has those, like, big, tiny eyes. His big on eyes, him. bulging eyes a little bit. Yeah. Are you- but it's just so weird because none of his siblings look anything like him. They all look like multipoos. Mm-hmm. And um, to the point where my cousin, she was like... She was like, maybe, maybe the mom got impregnated by two different dogs and Archie's mm. the only one out of the other two. Actually, what kind of makes sense to me though is like, you know how that they theorize that babies look like their fathers so that the fathers don't abandon the babies. Like both of my daughters looked exactly like my husband when they were born. Um I've never heard that before. Yeah. That's like a yeah, no, scientific sense. fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe. <laughs> Not questioning it. I just no, never no. heard of it. <laughs> so maybe the dog that impregnated the, the mom was a chihuahua, and that's why the runt ended up looking like the dad, so that the dad would take care of the runt, but the dad wasn't around. Yeah. I just wrote a Disney story in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be it. Um, oh, so comfortable now. Yeah, he's out. Out like a light. This is the he best day of my life. He didn't print on me, but he's also at that age where he's like, hi, stranger. I love you now. <laughs> I was talking to somebody at the gym today and I was like, you know, every day has the potential to be the best day of your life. I don't know why I said that. I think I was being sarcastic. I was like, no, I was definitely being sarcastic. And I said that. And then it came true for me today. Oh, man. This is the best day ever. That reminds me. I forget what I was watching, but it was someone's wedding. And somebody was like, I hope today is the today is the worst day of your life. And they were like, how? And then they were like, everything is always better. I see. Yeah. If today is amazing and today's the worst, everything in there, but they were like initially so offended. (laughs) But yeah, my week has been puppies. Oh yeah. I don't really, Elf is just, it's a little, a little much. But that was the whole point of it being much. Yeah, But that's what I mean. But then when you watch it a hundred times, you're just like, I love that movie. I don't know if I'll ever not love that movie. I agree. There are parts that are hilarious, but just as a whole, I'm just like, eh, elf. I'm more of a Gremlins Christmas movie kind of guy. Is Gremlins a Christmas movie too? Yes. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie too? Yes. They happen on Christmas. It counts. I agree. I had never, I had never seen Die Hard until I think two years ago. What? I know my husband and my brother-in-law made me watch it. And I was like, this is so dumb. This is not a Christmas movie at all. So good. It's so good. It's so good. I love that movie. I think it's really, really it's great. It's like one of the best Christmas movies because it's like, 
a Christmas action movie. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's the reason why a lot of people don't say it's not a Christmas movie because they want like they think it's like has to be this family movie. No. No. Mm-mm. Christmas action movie is amazing. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to talk about anything. I don't want to do anything. I just want to breathe with the dog while he breathes. Just, you know, share breathing patterns. Oh, I do that sometimes, too. Passed out. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I'm like, Yeah. I think it's hilarious that you were just, like, causing it. Sometimes it's really funny because, like, this. sometimes, like, he's sleeping right next to me like right here on the couch and i'll be like oh i have to slowly get up but there's nothing like that because he's this tiny yeah so that slight movement is basically his like whole, an earthquake his whole body yeah it's like an earthquake so he's like whoa <laughs> <laughs> even just laughing but that's good though oh my god oh my god this is gonna be the most boring episode of the podcast i mean i feel like we're always boring but <laughs> But more boring. This do, is, do some very creative editing, yeah, Ron. This make is, it seem exciting. This is a podcast to watch, I think. But how was your week? Oh, I don't know. Fine, I guess. I'm pretty sure um, I ended a 40-year friendship this week. 40? So like 4-0. 4-0. Four decades of friendship with somebody. Um, I, ending friendships is weird. And I don't know that there's actually an official end. And I'm not saying that it's, it is officially ended. Um, but you know, our political views are different. I, I don't even know that our political views are different. I think she sees my political views as a statement against her, her being a Jewish person and my feelings about Palestine and a ceasefire and what's happening to the people of Palestine as, as anti-Semitic, which is unfortunate because that's farthest, the farthest thing from the truth. Um, and the ironic part, you know, is, is again, just, we're both on the side of, of humanity. And I feel like that's getting lost on her because she's so very rightfully, um, invested and emotional, personal, personally invested and emotional about it, um, because of what happened on October 7th in Israel. But, but what about every other day? Right. There's that, you know, there's that, and there's, there's the grief I think that comes with, with, understanding and I think she's probably grieving too because I think in her eyes and she's vocalized that she thinks that I'm not the person that she that she thought I was which is strange to me because for me I am even more so now the person that I've always been and I I see something really terrible happening to people that they cannot do anything about and that they are there is immense suffering and I don't find that that is any different than anything that I've ever spoken up about yeah. or for. So that's hard. That's painful. Um, and so I've been kind of grappling with that. And and I I feel like I wish I could tell her, but like we're in just kind of this like delicate place right now between the two of us where I worry that everything I say will be taken as some kind of affront on her, that I'm attacking her and who she is, which is not... Yeah, but what if it someone is, but Darvos themselves, that's not on you. Maybe. And I, I think also, you know, it's hard when you feel like you're the one who's being oppressed. Um, when it's it's difficult in this this particular instance, right? Because the oppressor is also the oppressed. Um and I I feel like anything that I say, like I said, would be some kind of a, 
Anna. Oh, you dreamy? Uh, oh, my God. I pray to God that the microphone picked that up. <laughs> I pray. That's exactly what I needed. Um, and I don't know that right now would be a constructive time for us to talk about it. Um, and I don't know that there's anything that I could say to her right now because I feel like how I view what's happening in Gaza, how I view it, I don't know how I could phrase it in a way that wouldn't feel to her like I'm taking a side. Yeah. Well, it's just like weird because like outside of the U.S., it seems to be very obvious who's in the right and who's wrong. The entire the the world, world is like enough. Yeah, that's there what I'm saying. There needs to be a ceasefire. The whole so, world. That's why like I think the reason is in like um, I, th I don't think a lot of people realize especially within their own community. I don't think Jewish people, Jewish Americans sometimes maybe understand how big of a um, lobbyist the Israeli government is. And I, I think your friend and some people on that who feel that way, the Jewish people that feel that way in America, I don't think they realize that they're being fed skewed information. Well, and that was the whole basis of our argument is like propaganda. You're being, yeah, you're being fed in false. No, you're being fed. Right. Yeah. And that's really difficult. But it's like, and I'm not, this woman is not a stupid woman. I'm not saying that she is. Yeah. But it's like the Dunning-Kruger. Yeah, yeah. You know, people who are fed one thing about one way of thinking and think that's the only way of thinking don't realize that that's what they're doing. Whereas the other person, I realize that there are other things that I should be learning. I realize that there are other sources of news that I should be listening to. So I, I actively seek them out. I try to watch, you know, Al Jazeera. I try to watch Eye on the Middle East. I try to watch, you know, BBC. I watch social media. I watch regular mainstream media. I've watched all of it. And her whole thing is like, well, you're ignorant to what's happening. It's like, am I? Am I ignorant or are you more comfortable just listening to what you're listening to? Yeah. Because it doesn't force you to get really uncomfortable with what's really happening. What, and it's a difficult thing to tell somebody like, I know that I'm not ignorant. In fact, it is because I have actively sought out things that I feel like I finally am not ignorant. And, and because of that, I very strongly side with, with the ceasefire and I strongly side with people who are trying to, to save the people of Palestine. I, I, and I, I can't, and I know that that is going to be controversial and I, I even feel nervous about saying that out loud, but after over, over 60 days of what's been happening and seeing what's happening and journalists and professors and just run of the mill people all, you know, just, I don't see how I can look at that and be like, Oh, well, this is what has to happen. How is this the only thing? How is this the only thing that has to happen? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like to me, when a lot of people say that supporting Palestine means that you're being anti-Semitic kind of feels to me when people are saying that you're being racist towards white people. Right. There's a privilege that they forget and there's like because of that privilege they want to they want to like I don't know if overcompensates the sensitive word to say but they want to like overcompensate when they want to victimize to really get that point across right. through. 
it it, it has a very strong all lives matter yes. kind of that's what I'm yeah I think slant that's to it literally when I, yeah that's what, um yeah we're not see no one has said that Jewish lives don't matter no. and no one is saying that whatever happened in in Israel on October 7th was justified or no, no one is saying off. that no. it is horrible and oh. horrific and tragic but this isn't a scale system right but to to then use that to justify what's happening now I just I can't see how it's equivocated. I just don't. I don't see how that's possible. I, I find it weird that so many people who are smart enough find it to be like, hey, you're taking sides. It's like, no, you're taking sides. Right. We're saying both sides right. need to stop that both lives, you know, all what I mean? the lives are important. Right. Like we need to save the but like everyone. Nobody lives. is saying that that anyone, you know, and that's the thing is like. I, I don't know her feelings about that, but from some of the things that I've heard, it's like, but don't you care about what happened in Israel? Of course I do. Right. Of course I do. Me caring about what's happening in Palestine, in Gaza specifically, does not mean that I don't care about what's happening here. Like that, that's yeah. the thing is like, why is there like a defining, a definitive line between being able to care about one thing over the other? I don't care more about one thing, yeah. but right now, this is happening still. And the thing I think that a lot of people who cry anti-Semitism don't see is that there is a power difference. Right. That's why I compare it to um, white privilege. Mm. Because in this side, in, in Gaza, there is clearly one that's in power. Right. And there is one that's not. And that's why it's like the people who have white privilege to be like, oh, that's racist towards white people. It's like... I don't think you understand the power dynamics that are at play. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're trying to say that the people who are being oppressed deserve freedom. That doesn't mean we're anti the people in power. We're just saying, hey, check yourself. Right. Because like what you're doing is like in a child, like everyday scenario, it's like telling the bigger kid, like, hey, man, you're picking on someone who's small. Like, stop. Oh, so now, like, nope, not doing that. Right. I'm telling you that what you're doing is wrong and you need to, you need to, you need to check yourself. Something that she said to me that, that kind of made me feel like almost okay that we were going to dissolve our friendship. She says, well, maybe if this was happening to Korean people, you'd feel differently. That's a really weird thing to say for someone who's not humanizing Palestinians. There's that. And I was more, and I have yet to say, to respond to that part, because I really am, I'm really working through how I feel and think about it. Well, it's almost like one of those things that you almost don't want to respond to because like- I don't want to give it any dignity. Not only that, but it's like, you must have known how ignorant that was. Like, you want me to respond to that? Right. Um, because- for me, it's because I'm Korean, I think I feel all these things. And what I mean by that is, number one, I understand our people went through it. Our people went through it pretty recently in, in our parents' lifetimes where they were oppressed yeah. by a, yeah. and you know. Some of them are still going through Occupy, right. And, yeah. and the Japanese haven't even acknowledged it, you know, the, the atrocities that they committed against the Korean people. So like I firsthand do as a daughter of people who lived through that do understand that. So maybe if you weren't ignorant and you knew something about what being Korean actually meant, you'd understand my position about it. Secondly, because I am Korean, I don't have 
any kind of tie in that way. Like I'm not Jewish and I'm not Palestinian. So I can look at this objectively as somebody who isn't directly and emotionally involved. Obviously I'm emotional about it, but I don't have like this emotional tie to it like she does. And I can objectively look at it and say like, this is what I'm seeing as somebody who doesn't have an emotional tie to it. And that is why I feel the way that I feel. So it's like, that's the reason why the rest of the world feels that way. Right. And that's what I'm saying is, and, and, and for her to say like, well, maybe if you were, you know, if maybe it's because, you know, maybe if these people were Korean, you'd understand. Well, maybe if you were Palestinian, you could try to understand. Check your privilege. Or yeah. Like what? Like, what does that even fucking mean? And like that statement alone made me kind of feel a little more comfortable in that my position is right or my position is right for me Yeah, yeah. because your basic ignorance to what Korean people have gone through tells me a lot like that. right to, to weaponize it against me was like, Hmm, maybe, you know, it's like, it's it's weird you that literally someone's have te- no idea. Yeah, it was so like, weird that someone's being like, ironic. "Hey, you're being anti-Semitic while I dehumanize Korean people, while I dehumanize your experience as a Korean person, right. and dehumanize Palestinians." But how dare you? Right. But well, what about what's happening to me? Yeah, that's what I mean. That what about meism? Right. I 100% confirm the fact that like the Jewish people atrocities have happened to them. They are the but they are also oppressed. They are, but. You can be both. You can be the kid that is beat up by your parents at home and still be the kid who goes around and kicks people's asses at school. You can be both. And that's the thing is they are. They are. Their people were oppressed 100%. But now Israel is in power and they are committing a genocide against the Palestinian people. I said it because it's true. You know what I mean? And like, that's what I mean. Like, there is a point where like, yes, I do want to make sure that we're being safe as well, but like, fuck that. You know what I mean? There's like people dying. None, yeah. And, and that was another thing too, is she says, you know. There, what, are, there are children fucking dying out there. And you want to say, what about fucking me? Yeah. You know, I, uh, she also says, you know, what's happening in Palestine is sad. And the words, like, that just keeps ringing in my ears. Like, to call something like this sad is, like, I don't even know how that, like, it's not sad. Being stood up by, like, your prom date on prom night, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there are things that are sad. Like, hearing Archie yell because his foot was almost stepped on. Oh, that's so sad. That was really sad. Watching a parent pick up body parts that they think might belong to their child and putting it in a garbage bag is, you can't call that sad. No. You can't call that sad. It is the most heinous, heinous. hideous thing I can possibly think of. And I know, the thing is like, when I say that, her response is, but those kinds of things happen to the Israelis too. Yes, I know. Like, why do I have to keep comparing it? I'm not comparing it. I'm saying that this by itself exists and is horrible. This over here exists and is horrible. And the fact that like, I can't express my sadness over something that is the grief of what's happening. And I can't express that without it meaning something other than just what it is, which is pure grief. That to me 
speaks about speaks to like the humanity or lack of humanity that I'm, I'm also seeing in people. And she says to me, well, now I'm starting to really see who my friends really are. And I can definitely now say the same. And I don't mean like who my friends really are in their allegiance to me. What I mean by that is who you are and what you're actually made of. Yeah. And the thing about it is I don't want to qualify or quantify any of this, but like I understand feeling scared and I understand feeling oppressed and I understand feeling like, you know, I have, I have friends, Jewish American friends who say the world hates Jews all the world. I have a friend who says that everybody hates Jewish people. And I'm like, that's not true. And the, the feeling that you feel that way, like where did, where does that come from? The Bible. Right. You're taught that. Yeah. And like, I, I, I'm like, I don't hate Jewish people. I don't really think I know anybody that does hate Jewish people. And the thing is, is I don't, and this is gonna sound really bad. I might've already said this before. I don't care about religion. And I'm not saying I don't care about a person's choice to be religious. I don't care enough about religion to hate somebody for the religion they practice, yeah. unless it is hurting other people. Yeah. And, and I, I agree. There, anti-Semitism definitely exists. Of you know course I mean? it does. Like I, we worked with an artist who was from Belgium and I worked with him filming and stuff. And he's, he said some stuff like he's from Belgium and that sent that anti-Semitism still exists in Belgium. You know what I mean? Like, sure. World War II. And like, I know that that stuff exists. Like the, gross like generalized things that he was saying about jewish people you know i literally told him i was like hey man um no we're not having this conversation um and then we don't work with him anymore because of it but um yeah i, I know that anti-semitism exists but this is not it saying that like you should stop beating on someone doesn't mean that we're taking something away from you right. I think that's 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 the thing. I think that's the thing that you and I have always agreed on is that like like wait, imagine if somebody was like imagine if somebody was like, "Oh, you adopted Archie because he's he's the runt." Like what about like what do you mean what about the others? Right. Me adopting Archie doesn't take anything away from the other puppies who already were adopted. Right. Right Archie. I don't know. And so I'm just kind of going through the stages of grief on, you know, mourning a friendship that has, you know, spanned my entire life. Mourning friendships is really hard. It's so hard. It's hard. And but, it's really painful. And like, I can't think of the euphemism, but like history isn't, damn it, whatever that word is, I can't think of, but like, it's just history. It doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Like I've had, especially going through like my journey to undo the internalized racism, that I've been conditioned to living a lot on the East Coast, which again, huh, doesn't mean there's like, if you live on the East Coast, doesn't mean that you're like racist or anything. Nope, not what I'm saying, but a lot of the interactions I had on living on the East Coast, there was a lot of microaggressions. And I started to realize when I was going through my healing journey that I was like, you know what? Part of my internalized racism is because of the way my friends treat me. Mm. And then I started to realize, Am I their friend or 
am I their affirmative action friend? Mm. You know what I mean? Am I there to be like, hey, I'm not racist. My really good friend is right, Asian. Right. You know, like, oh, the really good friend that you behind closed doors always call me white, that friend. Right. And that's that's the moment where like I literally had to just and I, I can imagine for them it came out of the blue. I just texted a lot of them. I was like, hey, I can't be friends with you anymore. Damn. Well. You know, and, and I think some some of them I think got really hurt by it. But I was like, hey, look, you feel hurt right now. I'm letting you know that our friendship has been really hurtful to me. Yeah. And I've been stoically keeping it in and learning to hate myself because of it. Right. And like, it is. It's hard mourning a friendship. Even now, sometimes I'll like, I'll see a post or see something and like, I'll be like, oh, dang. You know, they were people that I cared about. Right. But I think some- this is officially the first time that like a friendship that is, is like ending. Seven. Is had like a like a moment of ending, right? Versus like a oh, I just kind of yeah, almost like yeah. a breakup. Like I don't want to see this person anymore, or like this person's annoying. Like you just kind of dissolve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was very like there was a yeah. mo- the moment, yeah. a flashpoint. Um, you know, so like it's a it's weird. It's really it's weird to experience, weird. and like that's the kind of breakup I think a lot of people don't talk about. Right, friendship breakups are equally, if not more painful i think sometimes because sometimes they span my whole life i was you've known her since you were like like 10 years old in elementary school yeah that's rough and i don't know i don't know if we'll ever get back to a place i mean frankly you know once you get married have kids you know your friendships just kind of wane anyway and then you get like adult friends who really become your real friends. right yeah i have this circle of friends that are very very close to me right now I was like, if this bitch doesn't include me. Including my besties, <laughs> my bestie new baby dog. Um, so there's no like, I don't know. Like, you know, when you break up with like a boyfriend or girlfriend, you go through the motions and you go out and you drink a bunch or like you listen to sad music and like, you know. you or if you you're write- like still single 15 years later, you're like, oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But you know, you go through the the stuff, the, the, the stages of grief when you break up. But this is like a different thing because- I've been going through like a, well, fuck her if she doesn't think she knows who I am. Fuck you. You fucking kidding me? I've known you for 40 fucking years and you think this of me? And then I'm like, I also understand that she's feeling sad and she's feeling scared too. So I can totally empathize and sympathize with what she's going through because I've gone through that too. But you know what? She didn't fucking call me when I was going through that. You know what I mean? So then it's, it's, it's like this. Or you're sitting there and you're like, I'm trying to humanize her. Is she doing that to me? No. no. She told me if I wasn't right. Korean, like, you know what I mean? Right. And like, you know, this bitch has always gotten everything she ever fucking wanted. She got it again. You know, and I'm just like, then I resent that. And you know, whatever. Oh, so sorry. Excuse me. You know, and I resent that. And then, you know, God, but you know, that's not her fault. Like, that's not her fault. Like, she, you know, she's she's always been a good person and she's not she's not a bad person. So I'm going through just like, and it's really up and down. There's no like soft turns. It's no. like up it's and it's coaster. down. Yeah. Everything is really sharp and like very much like so distinct from and the last that's moment. That's why it's so exhausting. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I think about it. I, ca- I cannot stop thinking about it. I keep thinking about like, should I reach out to her? Should I call her? Should I go see her? Should I write her a text? Should I make a scathing video on TikTok? <laughs> Should I, you know, like all of these like choices, all of, it. All of these things, all the emotions, all the things that I 
and I don't know. I don't know if I can or want to do anything at this point because I don't know that it'll get through to her because I also know that she's going through some shit, you know, and I don't know. Again, I think mostly because of what information they're being given. You know, like, kind of reminds me of the conversation I had with my cousin during Thanksgiving that we talked about, you know? Like, she just didn't know, you know? Right. Or, like, the people that she's talking to about it, they're very one-sided, you know? And that's the thing is, is, like, just like you said, a lot of people hear the other side and they think that, like, oh, we don't see the Israeli side. No, we see it. We acknowledge it. God damn it. I literally said, said it, like, you know, I just saw a billboard driving here that Barbie's coming out on HBO Max on the 15th. And I was like, you know, I said to Ron, I was like, oh, I was like, Barbie. And he's like, oh, really? And I was like, oh, are you excited to see it? He's like, yeah, I kind of am. I was like, I'm just joking, me too. And he was like, oh, I kind of want to see Oppenheimer too. And I was like, oh, my God, no. I have World War II fatigue. Yeah. I learned about it in fifth grade, seventh grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. We watched movies, movies, went to Holocaust museums. Like, you know what I mean? Like I understand it as best as I could without having been there. You know right. what I mean? Like I will never understand it, but like I'm pretty educated on it. You know what I mean? And I didn't learn a goddamn thing about Palestine in school. Right. You know what I mean? So like for us to be like, hey, look, guys, there's a bit of a, you know, you know what I mean? It's called indoctrination. Right. And that's what I'm trying to say is that like just because we're advocating for the other side because they're the underdogs that are being annihilated doesn't mean that we're saying you're the asshole. You know what I mean? Like just because you're like that's when people are like, oh, my God, North Korea, North Korea. I'm never like, oh, my I don't. It doesn't, I don't feel insecure about it. I say to myself, I'm yeah. not Kim Jong-un. Yeah. I hate that guy too. I get it. I get why you're, and that's the thing is like, I feel like this. If somebody attacked me and, you know, in retaliation, my whole family went and you guys all went. Liam neeson it. Liam neeson them, their family, their kids, their neighbors, their neighbors' neighbors bombed all of their shit. I'd be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? This is crazy. This is crazy. This is too much. Listen, nobody has a desire for justice more than I do. I have that. Yeah. I have had this innate sense of justice yeah. my whole life. Nobody, <laughs> listen, I like a little revenge. Yeah. I'm not above it. I like a little revenge. But there has to be a point where you say enough, yeah. enough. This is in. It's too much. This is not. And I, I and I know that there are so many people in the Jewish American community, and Jewish people all over the world that are calling for the same thing. Yeah, they're saying this is too much. No, almost every, all the Jewish American people that I know in my life, they're all saying not in my name. Yes, they all want the ceasefire too. Yeah. I'm speaking specifically on those very vocal people who are, what about me? Right. You know what I mean? And those are the people who I seem to have noticed tend to have some privilege. Right. Of and they do. That's the thing. It's like privilege 
That's the same kind of privilege amongst Asian Americans. Well, and that's exactly what I was just gonna say. I understand my privilege. Right. I understand my position of privilege as a person of color. Right. Why can't you? I don't understand it because because we know what it's because, like, like. Because it's we so still crazy. get checked because of our because of our ethnicity or right. color. You know what right. I mean? Some people who are specific pigmentation or lack thereof <laughs> don't get checked. Right. And when they do, they cry out all the things that they denounce that we say that we experience all the time. Right. And that's, I'm really having a hard time failing to not see the correlation here. Right. I know. Free Palestine. Free Palestine. But that doesn't also mean anything against the Jewish people. Free the hostages. Yes. Free all the hostages. Yes. Free the hostages. Cease the fire. What's the ceasefire? Yeah, but I thought there was one phrase that was like more for both sides. Because remember we had that conversation about someone was like ceasefire is more towards like Palestinian side, and they had this other. That it was literally a conversation with you two. No. Yes, it was. No, I don't know. I've been busy. But either way, yes. I swear he's smiling. Oh my god! Yo, he does. Oh my god, do you think that's the reason why his mom rejected him? She's like, you can't be mine. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I don't want to make like, sense of it. Maybe she's like, it you look just sad. like your deadbeat father. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Poor guy had no it's chance. So sad. But yeah, just because we want a ceasefire doesn't mean anything against. I just, I want, and that's the thing is that the, the, I think that's maybe the most painful part is that like, I, I want this for everyone. I want everyone to be able to live peacefully. I want everybody to feel like they can live their lives the way that they want to live their lives as long as they don't hurt anybody. I want everybody to be able to have clean water. I want everybody to have food. I want everybody to be able to practice their religion. I want everybody to be able to love who they live. I'm like, I, but, but at this current state, there is one group in that area who is way more disadvantaged sure you know what i mean and advocating for them doesn't take away from everyone else let's not all lives matter this right i don't know the world is a mess i love that you have your sister's name in your phone as her full name instead of like this bitch or something you know which is funny because my older sister is that bitch <laughs> My younger sister's just her name. Uh, that's that's why we're such close friends. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just knew. I Besties. Yeah. I'm so sorry if this episode was just like a fucking Com downer. Complagenated mess. A what? That's, I just made up a word. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It felt complagenated. <laughs> I'm just exhausted. It really does. You're You're totally right. Like, I didn't realize how, like, physically taxing and emotionally taxing it's been yeah. to not I, I haven't really even said or done anything to or with her just thinking about it constantly is exhausting, it's exhausting. yeah i mean i'm not maybe as tired as this guy yeah because there's nobody more sleepy than this guy oh my god i would definitely love to take a nap with him because he lives here now <laughs> Oh man, he looks cute now, but I made the stupid mistake of 
being like, you know, I don't want to squish him in bed. So like, I just put him in the crate at night. It's like co-sleeping with the baby. <laughs> so like put him in the crate first night, woke up around five, starts whining, six, seven whines, let him out. Second night gets worse. Third night. He started crying from 3 a.m. till 7 a.m. when I let him out. And I just laid in bed like this the whole time. I know, because he was lonely and scared and cold and tired, and he just needed somebody, and you weren't there for him. That's yeah, well, why he has to live here now. Well, not only that, but, like, with Colt, I was, like, really smart. I was, like, I want him to have nothing but positive associations with the crate in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then he slept with me. But with Archie, I was using the excuse that I was, like, he's so tiny I'm scared I'm going to roll over him. I'm scared he's going to do whatever. He's going to, like, try to bite Colt in the middle of the night, and Colt's going to roll over on him or something. You right. know what I mean? So put him in the crate. And It is for your safety. It was for his safety, but last night I was like, I can't. I was like, I've gotten two hours of sleep. I can't do this anymore. So I just slept with him on my bed, and he just slept on top of my head the whole time. Yeah. And then when I woke up, I can't he like, sleep if somebody's touching me. He like woke or up something and he is slid down me. to my shoulder and was like slid down and. No, when my little when my kids were little and they'd like crawl into bed with me, I'd be like, "That's fine, but she just can't touch me." I just don't like <laughs> what. That's crazy. No, we'd like cuddle and I like put them to sleep, but then yeah, afterwards yeah. I'd like kind of push, push them over because I just like don't touch me. Sleeping. <laughs> I don't mind it. I just got so scared that I was going to roll over him. But because he was on my pillow, I realized that even every time when I had to roll over, I would wake up because I think I was like trying to make sure that I didn't like squish him like this squishmallow. What? My husband's been in the same spot for 20 minutes, but like down the street. He must be having a rendezvous. <laughs> That's what? So my cousin, he goes um to the he goes to the driving range almost every night, mm -hmm. and his wife, um, her parents come to visit pretty often, you know, to see the kids and stuff because mm -hmm. they're retired, and um, they were like convinced that my cousin was having an affair, <laughs> until um his his wife's dad, when they were visiting one time, he went with my cousin to the driving range. He was like, oh, he's not cheating. He's like, everyone knows him there. <laughs> Like, he's like, it's really like being with a celebrity. As soon as you walk in, they're like, oh, hey, hi. And they're like, you know, talk about their day and their weeks. And he's like, oh, yep. He's telling the truth. He's there every day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how my day's been. Like, oh, life is getting, oh, puppy melting. I will say this definitely has been therapeutic. <laughs> There's the very distinct comfort in hanging out with a puppy. I agree. I agree. And I just love the, like, it's like with a baby, you know, just like the pure and like comfort, innocence, yeah, innocence, but also just fragility. like the trust. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this dog, I could, I could crush this dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to, or just squeeze <laughs> it to death, but not in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like just, I don't know, trust or stupidity. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's like also the, like that weird innocence too. Yeah, of you course. know, nothing bad. You've done nothing bad except bite my watch. Yeah. On pee on the squishmallow. Oh, squish yeah. That's all right. When I walked in, Huey and Jilly were like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> that's not my pee. Is that your pee? Nope. That's not my pee. Is that your pee? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but whose pee is it? Whose pee is it, Mom? The humans don't pee on things. <laughs> Actually, the baby sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. Not anymore. Oh. 
Oh yeah, yeah. They're not babies anymore. No. Very. <sighs> Edit this whole episode, Ron. Make this episode fifteen minutes because we've <laughs> yeah. just been babbling. We're like, welcome to Shiba. Uh -huh. <laughs> Puppy. Okay, bye. <laughs> Not a bad yeah. idea. Welcome one in the shibar. Here's the puppy. Oh, the puppy's peeing. Okay, bye. <laughs> the puppy made a pee pee. Okay, bye. Do you have anything to say about this, Archie? <laughs> oh my god, he just farted. Did he really? He just farted right on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> I've never <gasps> even heard him fart before, and he did it on you. Mm -hmm. Just went burnt. <laughs> it's okay. Just let him all go. It's nothing. One time my daughter, I've had, my daughters have peed and pooped in my mouth. Maybe. Ew! How <laughs> do they poop in your mouth? Yeah. Well, the pee, I understand, but poop? Oh, yeah. They when they're babies? It, when they're first born? Like born? Oh, yeah. it's like all diarrhea. It shoots out. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, yeah I know well, a lot of yeah. times it's, it's like mustard and it's poop. like greeny. Yeah, it's yeah, mustard, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know. I didn't never seen it happen outside of the diapers. So I didn't know it like. And then one time I was picking the baby up and I was holding her like this, like literally because she was getting sick. She barfed into my mouth <laughs> and then down my back. I was like, Did you barf? No, you can't. You got a game face. You got to fucking clean that shit up. I would have barfed every single one of those times. No. Pee, poop, barf. Oh, I think your dog has hiccups. Oh, yeah. That is so cute. Isn't that so adorable? Oh my god, are you alright? Should I scare him? I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna piss him on me again. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh god. Oh god. I know, that's what I'm saying. <gasps> it's too much. Now imagine seeing him then get bullied by his like siblings and not being fed. You just have this need to protect him forever. <laughs> and that is how we ended up here. Right, I gotta make, I gotta film you from my tiptoe. Yeah, we have to take a break from this podcast so Susie can record what's happening with Archie. This is very important. <laughs> okay, should I be recording the podcast? Yes, but am I doing this instead? Yes. Look at his fucking face. It's oh, so sorry. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Like, are you talking about? Me? <laughs> Look at that big ass ear. Oh my God. When his ear stands up, I'm like, oh man, please be half corgi. Please be half corgi. Please be half corgi. I can't stand the corgi butt. I can't. That's oh. too cute. I thought you were going to say you hate corgis. I was like, what I love kind of corgis. Evil are you? I love corgis. Their little wiggly butts I are the know. cutest thing in the world. I was like, even if you don't get the wiggly butt, I was like, if you get the standing corgi ears, I was like, my heart will melt. We're still recording, huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just stop it and <laughs> cut it. We're done. Cut it. And we're done. This can't be entertaining for anyone. I mean, I can't. Ron's the, trying to decapitate himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to break his own oh, neck. Oh, man. Not to change the sour the mood, but did you watch that video? This little boy holding his dog right before they let him go across the Rainbow Bridge. And he starts singing Coldplay, the song that goes, in a sky, in a sky <laughs> full of stars. He goes, I think I found you. That was the day I adopted Archie. <laughs> that happened on the day. So I was like, someone's making me cry about Dexter and Stella. I was like, I, I need a puppy. Why did you just say that to me right now? Because <laughs> oh. uh, that song has since been stuck in my head.
the size of his paw. I know. It's so tiny. Sometimes I'm like, I want to cut his nails, but then I'm like, I think it'll break every bone in your body by <laughs> accident. You're so fragile. Sorry, I have to keep filming. You know what you have to look at? Look at up here. You know that little paw thing up here? Look oh, how little... tiny it is on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my it God. literally looks like a poop speckle that's it's on it. So I know. Oh. I know. Sorry. Look at this paw. It's so tiny. It's so tiny. It's so tiny. And these little speckles. Get out. Get out. Archie. You have to stay with me forever. Fuck. Your husband's about to steal a puppy out of some poor kid's hand and be like, I came back with a puppy too. I love you, babe. Not you, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually brought your me impression a puppy. of your husband kills me every time. <laughs> it's so not Sounds like nothing like him, but all. kind of right. like him at the same time. It sounds like how you would picture him speak if you didn't know well, him. It doesn't sound like him, but it somehow captures his vibe. Oh, babe. Of. Love this dog, man. <laughs> this dog's best. But Ugh. like nothing not like him. at all. Yeah. It's a caricature. It's like one of those things like you have to know him. Yeah. To know him is to love him. Just like how I feel about you, Archibald. Oh, man. All I know is, is that someone on TikTok was like, Archie Kins, which is from Riverdale. Don't ask me how I know. I watched every season. But <laughs> I made my husband and my daughter stop watching it. I was like, this is we're grown ass. I, I love how you said your husband and your daughters. I wasn't the only one. My husband, I think, used my daughters to be As like, we're excuse. watching a show together. <laughs> we're experiencing, you know, I was like, I think you like this show. I don't know why. And you're just forcing our my girls to watch it so that you have a reason to watch it. It you was kind of like by yourself. No one's going to judge you. It was kind of like Nip Tuck. It got really weird, which is when I kind of stopped watching it. But oh god, I forgot all about that but show. Like they call Archie Archiekins, and when I read that, I was like, "Oh my god, that's adorable!" But I hate you now. Mm. Sign off. Uh, yeah, but either way, <laughs> um, as always, I was just about to apologize for being such a roller coaster ADHD emotion of a episode, but that's our brand now. So we if live. In you it. don't know that. That's your own fault. But um, with all that being said, um, please make sure you like, subscribe. Oh, no, that's not it. Um, with that being said, we do want to thank you for, you know, being on Staying this ride with, with us. us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for those of you who really would like to help us keep it sustainable, if you would like to join or be a part of our Patreon, um, become a producer on the show, we would be very grateful to help. You Maybe know. we'll give you some behind this Archie scenes. Yeah. <laughs> All of the Patreon content will now just be Archie. <laughs> just kidding. You should be so lucky. But soon we're going to, you know, have some eating. There's going to be some spicy, oh, some challenges. It's already going to be fun. Get some Pepto-Bismol. I'm getting sweaty already. <laughs> but also make sure you follow us on our socials. You can find me at Sujo one on TikTok and Instagram. You can find me at Etch-A-Sketch on everything with a J. That's Etch-A-Sketch with a J, not on everything with a J. <laughs> you can find the podcast at What in the Sheep I was like, what? That's S-H-I-B-A-L. Make sure you write in asking any questions, whatever. That's What in the Sheba at gmail.com. Um, I'm thinking about changing Colt's Instagram into a Colton Archie Instagram. Let me know what your thoughts are on that because 
I don't know if I'm going to overwhelm everyone with Archie content on my personal page. Oh. Either way, okay. let us know. Also, obviously, if you are watching us on our YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the Archie bell. Bing. Also, lastly, Free Palestine. And thank you for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>